you know, women's problem. She thought was fibroid. They took her to the hospital and um, they they did operation to remove the the fibroid. And not knowing it was not fibroid, it was cancer. So rather than removing fibroid, they actually messed and complicated the cancer and spread the cancer. And she's like, she lost her father when she was young. So her mom is like being the sole breadwinner, sole person. She's like the eldest child. And she's here doing her, her, her education. And just an ordinary, let's go to the hospital. I have this pain in my stomach. Let's get this fibroid reduced, which she, she's done before. And it turns out that the doctors have actually caused the problem. And now the cancer has spread through her whole body. Are you with me? And she was saying to me that I, at a point, I doubted whether God exists. For if God exists, how come God didn't save me? He's not saving my mom. How come all these tears that I've been crying, all these, uh, uh, you know, I was talking about depression, how you close. She, she has been depressed, lying in the room for days. And said, so God, can't you see the suffering that my mother is suffering? It is a test to test your faith. Do you really believe? See, if right now I ask you, do you believe? We all say you believe. But when the rubber meets the road, that is when your t- the, the, the answer will be required. Amen. So through difficult times, your faith will be tested. What you say you believe will be tested. This sister is going through that, pro- that stage in her life now where she's being tested whether she believes what she says she believes. So for her to have come to church on Sunday was victory in itself. To still believe that God is. I was telling her that your, your presence in church alone is victory in itself that you still believe in God. But not everybody who is going through what you are going through will be in church or ever be able to come to church. Hallelujah. Difficult situation doesn't mean God has abandoned you. Difficult situation doesn't mean that God is not there. God has left his throne. No. He's always on the throne. It is your reflection in the difficulty, your confession in the difficulty is what will make us know whether you believe in God or not. I preach the message, never throw your valuables out of the boat when the storm comes. You know, when uh, in the, uh, at, uh, Pete, uh, Paul was traveling and there was a storm, you know, they started throwing their valuables out. Never throw your valuables out when you're going through. Your valuables are not your possessions, not your house, not your car, not your... Your valuables are your faith your belief, your joy, the peace of God. Those are the possessions. Those are the valuables. Never throw them out when you're going through the storm because the storm will never last forever. When you throw your faith out and the storm calms down, what do you do? You can't go into a seat to pick it up. Hallelujah. Never ever throw away your confession. Amen. Number two, when God takes you through, 
the test of obedience. We read that in Deuteronomy 8 too, isn't it? He says that 40 years he took them through the wilderness. 40 years he took them through the wilderness. You've been waiting for an answer for 40 years. Lord, give me a husband. Seems as if he's not hearing. Others who don't pray are getting married. Others who don't believe in God are getting married. And you've been fasting and praying. You've been paying tithe. You've been paying special offerings, sowing seeds for a husband. And it looks as if the seed is falling on the concrete. 40 years. But God wants to try and see whether you love him or you love a husband. Because if God makes a mistake and gives you your, what you want, you abandon him and go. I've seen a lot of people who say they've prayed they've, by the altar. They've been fasting and praying, fasting. The day the husband came, they say, my husband likes to eat fish. Sunday mornings, fried fish Sunday morning. So I have to go to Sunday market to buy fish and come and fry. So I can't come to church. I'm not telling you a story. I'm telling something that was told me. Hey, now this God, you've been fasting and praying for this man. The man has come. And he says he wants fried fish. Around Sunday's his breakfast. Sunday morning. God should have made you wait for 80 years, you. By the time time you you get married, you are ready to go on pension. (laughs) Stop that nonsense. (laughs) You are going to fry fish. (laughs) Why don't you fry fish the night before? He likes it fresh. He likes it as it's coming. The fire is going into his mouth. Oh, I tell you, if you really want to see what's in a a lady's heart, wait till they get married. Yeah. I'm telling you. Listen, I've been a choir director for years. I've been a choir director for many, 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 many years. And I've seen them come and go. Singing faithfully in church, in the choir. Singing faithfully. Rehearsals, they are there. All night, they are there. Praying, fasting, praying. Any meeting, they are there. And they get married. And when they come to the church, they start, they start sitting in the congregation while the choir is singing. That's how they start. Oh, you know, I want to come for rehearsals, but you know, God knows my heart. You know, I want to serve him, but you see, I have to go. Then they start giving logical reasons why they can see all these people are single people. You know, they are not like, you know, us. And then when God makes a mistake and gives them a child, that's even worse. That spoils the whole thing. The child becomes like a trophy. They lift the trophy up. This is the reason why I can't serve God anymore. This is the reason why I can't sing. This is the reason I can't come to church. This is the reason. The man, you will see the man who is, oh, I was going to use the word, I can't use the word. (laughs) 
<laughs> you want to see a spineless man wait till he gets married. When I say a spineless man, do you know what a spineless man is? No backbone. In the con- wait till they get married. As soon as they get married, they become like mice. Then the wife is in front, they are behind. Why they used to come for every meeting? They said, oh, I can't come. Oh, we are going here. We are passing here. We are going here. My wife says we should go here. My wife says something. So I have to discuss with my wife. Look, look at somebody. Bible says, uh, and God says that us, I will not hide anything from Abraham, myself and my friend. But as for Abraham, he will command his house after me. You know, you're a man. You command your house after you. After, told to God. Uh, there's no way I'll be in church. I don't know where my children are. They won't be in church. No. That's a failure on my part. My wife is in church. My children are in church. Whether you are sick or not, it's not in negotiation. You come. After we'll go to the hospital. Hallelujah. And it's a decision. I said it's a decision. Because as the manner of some is, some will neglect their gathering and assembling of ourselves together. But for you, hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? For you, do not. You owe it to yourself to be in the house of God every time. Amen. Number three. Did we go to number three? The test of money. The test of money. One of the greatest things God will use to test us is our faithfulness where money, l'argent, is. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 16 verse 11. Jesus said that if you haven't been trustworthy in handling something as trivial as money, who will give you true riches? Therefore, if you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust true riches? Which means that money is not true riches. Hallelujah. Money is not true riches. Anybody who struggles to serve God with his money either don't understand how to use money or don't understand the God they serve. Can I say that again? Anybody who cannot serve God with his money, one, does not understand the use of money, two, does not have faith in his God. Amen. See, a lot of people worship money. A lot of people worship money. A lot of people have fear of money. Either not to have or losing it. Are you understand? Money controls them. 
But you see, I, I have seen people that have understood money. And see, when you understand money, let me put it this way. When you understand money, money can either work for you or you can work for it. I choose for money to work for me instead of working for money. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You see, maybe not this year. Maybe next year I'll get a time to teach you how to handle money, how to make money, and how to handle money. Amen. How many want to? I'll teach you how to make money and handle money. Not for, for the sake of money. Money is not for driving big cars, living big houses, buying big clothes. That is the most... Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> that is the, the, the most naive and silly and trivial way of using money. There was a picture in the papers today. I don't know whether it was today or, or, or was in the papers or the, the, the social media. They put three men, three men, all wearing T-shirts and jeans. And they are worth 180-something billion. They put the, um, the Chinese guy, uh, Alibaba, and then they put the uh, Richard, uh, Bill Gates, and then um, the Apple guy, the new Apple guy, Tim Cook. They were all wearing T-shirts and um, what do you call Jeans, just ordinary T-shirt and jeans. Stand in the, in the, in the, in the picture. And they say, these guys are worth, then they put the number of billions they are worth. You will see picture of black people who don't know the use and the relevance of money. And they don't even have a quarter or even one hundredth of that thing. And you see the clothes they are wearing. Boom. And the cars they are driving. And the houses they are living in, it, it just shows that you don't understand money. I, I, I don't want to go in, in there. Uh, you don't understand money. Man, you see, you, see you, you are worth more than money. I don't care what the amount is. You are worth more than money. Money doesn't define you. You define money. You are worth more than clothes. Clothes didn't define you. You define them, the clothes. You see, I, I don't care. I don't care if somebody is worth something and they are wearing white t-shirts and jeans. When I see them, the respect I have for them is not because of the t-shirt and the jeans. It's because of who they are. Then when you see somebody who has nothing to their name and they are wearing the latest Gucci whatever and they are walking... You see, for me, the way I see them is who they are, not the clothes. Your clothes never define who you are. After all, I don't care what Gucci you are. It's a homosexual dress you are wearing. Homosexual designed it. It doesn't doesn't tell me anything about you. I, I... 
I'm not talking about money. I'll get time and talk to you about even how to make money. By the time I finish, you won't buy designer clothes anymore. You'll be eager to buy designer clothes. Listen, give a name to the clothes you wear, not the clothes giving you a name. Oh, I don't think you understood what I say. Give a name to the clothes you wear. Be somebody and wear anything. You know, my, my pastor always wears one shoe. One shoe, black. One black shoe. And black trousers. And the shoe. I and a few, two other people know where to buy that particular shoe. And that shoe doesn't cost. If I tell you the price of the shoe, you'll be, you'll be amazed. That is the shoe he wears. And then black trousers. And then he gets the wife to sew some dress, some top for him. That's all he wears everywhere. Like he is one of the richest pastors in the whole of Africa. You get it? And, and, and. And you see, you see some people who don't have anything to their name. And they are wearing some dishimbering, walking like statues. Let me not go there. <laughs> you, you, you see, it's like, I'm coming to preach. You are looking like a mommy coming. Listen, we are not listening to your clothes. We are listening to the content of your, your, your heart. I don't know whether you understood what I said. Your clothes don't tell us anything. It doesn't tell us anything about you. I'm not saying that look shabby, but your clothes don't tell us anything. Anybody who is who is who knows life is not going to deal with you because of the clothes you are wearing. Uh, it's not my message. <laughs> we'll talk about it as. You see, God always uses that. Can you give up your work and work for God full time? <laughs> see? You see what I'm saying? <gasps> Immediately, when, uh, <gasps> you're thinking bills. You're thinking red letter. You're thinking homelessness. You're thinking, aren't you thinking? You would realize when you stop working, you realize that really money and searching for money is overhyped. You will realize you that it's overhyped. You will still live. Believe me, you will still live and do everything you need to do. It's the fear. It's the fear. Ah, if I go to the shop, I won't be able to buy anything. You don't need those things. You see that really is overhyped. The amount of money you need to live is not a lot. And whether you work or not, if you can look at it carefully, whether you work or not, whether you are unemployed or not, by the end of the year, if you can sit down and calculate how much money has passed through your hand, I can tell you, you'll be surprised and amazed how much money has gone through your hand. 
Whether you are, you are employed or not, if you can sit down and calculate how much you have, you have spent the whole year, you'll be amazed. If as a student, you'll be amazed how much money has passed through your hand. That it just passed. And did nothing with it. Instead of letting the money work for you, you are working for the money, chasing and worshiping the money. That is why we can't pay tithe. That is why we can't give up in church. Because we have made money a God. Esteem money over God. A lot of people won't come to church because they have to go to work. They have to go and serve mammon. The Bible says that by wisdom is a house built, not by money. You don't need money to build a life. You don't need money. He says that by understanding, is it filled with good things? If you want to fill your life with good things, it's not money. The absence of wisdom is why we chase money. Uh, I've lost you. I've lost you. I said the absence of money the absence of wisdom is why we chase money. Have you not realized that you see somebody who has done a wedding and if they tell you how much money they used for the wedding, you open your mouth. Then somebody else will do the same wedding which looks even bigger and nicer and they didn't even use one-tenth of what the person used. And you ask yourself, how did you say you used 20,000 to do this wedding? And this person used uh, 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 2,000 uh, or 1,500. And their wedding looks nicer than yours. Everything was more enjoyable, nicer, better than yours. Why? What happened? It's wisdom. It's the lack of wisdom. You have to throw money at it. But when you have wisdom, you don't need money. Are you with me? You can build a house. On any salary. I said this thing in South Africa. In the church. I said this thing in South Africa. And then there was a guy who was sitting there. He said that no this pastor is crazy. I'm going to dare him. I'm going to try it. I said to him. All you have to do is find somebody's garage. This is what I said. Find somebody's garage. Beg them to give you that garage for one year. And find padlock. And lock it. Anytime you go out, when you get meals, instead of buying, uh, what do you call it, uh, chocolate, Nando's, you know, McDonald's, when you're going, you buy nails. When you buy, you're going, you buy brush, you buy paint, you buy, when you put it in the, in the, in the, in the, in the garage, anything you can find, that is used for a building. You just buy it. Something small. 10 runs, 20 runs, 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 40 pounds. You just buy it. And you just fill, fill, fill the, the garage with all that. This is what I told the guy. More, small cement. One cement bag, put it there. Something small, put it there. Some, something small. Iron rod. One day, I went to South Africa. I was preaching. He heard I was in South Africa. He came to the church I was in. And then when I finished preaching, he said he wanted to say something. 
He said, he came to tell me that that thing that I said, he challenged me. He didn't tell me, but he challenged me then. So he did exactly what I said. Then he pulled out his keys. I have just built a two-bedroom house. And he showed us the And he doesn't do any work. All he does, he takes care of the homeless people. He was the caretaker of the homeless shelter. Church member. It's wisdom that you use. Not money. But I have to convince you. Otherwise, you see, money has become a God. And you see, the society and system has confused our mind so much that we cannot... I gave up, I gave up my, my, uh, what's it called? My vocation, my work as an accountant to become a full-time missionary. For years. Believe you me. The people that are left doing accounting in 2008 to today, by the grace of God, God has blessed me more than those who are left. And they are still there. And they are still in debt. I've, I had this colleague of mine after. After I had a, a credit card bunch this thick. You know, credit cards. Any new card that comes, you go and collect. Any new card. Because he has to collect to use the credit on it to pay off the debts. Then you go and collect and use his pay. So he's paying. He had more than 20 or 30. And he had used all his children without their knowledge of his children. His children, his daughters, their names had been used to collect credit cards. This thick. Children that were now in primary school and they were in debt and they didn't know. I used to come home and I tell my wife, yeah, yes, let's go for another card. He, then I used to, when I see him making, calling and giving, a, a, what do you call, details, he'll mention a name, like his, his daughter's name, permitted, his own name, he has permitted about seven times, eight times to collect credit cards. Wilson. Wilson Ando Christopher. Ando Wilson Christopher. Christopher Wilson. <laughs> he called, he had this thick. Going on holidays, he couldn't afford. Buying things, he couldn't afford. Never ever buy clothes that you are still paying for. There's something called stupid debt. And there's something called intelligent debt. Why am I changing my topic? We'll do that some other time. (laughs) You know, like, Stupid debt is debt for perishable, depleting, uh, that loses depreciation, depreciating debt, like shoes, bags, cars, uh, food. People use loans to buy food. Yeah, you go to restaurant, use credit card, it's a loan. 
In stupid debt. You have finished. The food has come out of you. You are still paying for the food plus interest. Listen, let me move on before I get in trouble. <laughs> we'll talk about There is intelligent debt where you borrow to make the money work for you. Like you buy a house and let the house make interest for you. And the house is appreciating whilst it's making money for you. Are you with me? In the next 10, 15 years, when you sell the house, you would have made 30, 40,000 that you didn't work for. I have a friend. I, I have a friend who, who lives in London. He gets up in the morning. He goes over to his laptop and he will put his laptop on. Pa, 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 pa. About five, ten minutes, then he goes to play golf. That's his day finished. You have gone to do three jobs, four jobs. You are coming from morning cleaning to first job, to second job, <laughs> to third job. You see, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When you do more than two jobs, when you do more than two jobs, your tax is the same amount as people who earn over 50000 You fall into a different tax bracket. So when you're doing two jobs, three jobs, you're working for a taxman. You think you're making money, but really, really, you are better off. The system is designed such a way that you are better off not working than working. And when you work, the more you work, the more worse off you are. See, most, it, most people don't have the wisdom. Unless you are working for yourself, then you can, you can, you can bypass the system. Are uh, you getting it? Unless you're working for yourself, you can bypass the system. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Ah, I'm going to my morning job. I'm going to my key job. My second job. My third job. Look at somebody. When you're doing three jobs, when you're doing one job, you get 120 pounds. You're doing three jobs. You're getting 230 pounds. So you think that you have made money. No. You actually made 700 pounds and you only took 220 pounds home. So you work for Uncle Sam. It's wisdom. A lot of people don't take time to understand the system they live in. Don't understand the place. The options that are open to them. They go, jump. You know that uh, uh, those seven dwarfs? I hope, I hope, I'll off to work I go. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. Do you know that song? Yeah, you jump in that. I'm going to work. I'm going to work. I'm going to work. It's wisdom. Sit somewhere. Let the money work for you. 
Let the money work for you. Go and serve God and let the money work for you. You sleep. At the end of the month, money comes into your pocket. <laughs> As people are, I owe, I owe, I owe. God wants us to be wealthy so that we can serve him with the money. Yeah. That's why he gives us wisdom. See, the wisdom that he gives us is not the wisdom that the world gives. It is untreatable wisdom. Wisdom that makes you understand. See things. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians eight seven. Listen, students, let me tell you. I bought my first house when I was in school. Yeah. I was I was in school. I bought my first house. I think I just finished. I was just going to university when I bought my first land. That chopping, you get uh, what do you call it? When the money comes, the the, the uh, scholarship money comes, or the what do you call that money? Uh, students' loan. It has dropped. <laughs> then you go and buy big. Uh, what do you call it? Big. Uh, uh, pizza, just eat. Then they are dry, riding a the motorbike. Delivery they come. Delivery Uber, Uber, Uber eats. Then they are bringing this. They are bringing that. It is the land and the house you are eating. They have charged me for the bicycle they bought. Preach, pastor, preach. You, you don't. You don't understand it. <laughs> you are buying shoes. The money has dropped. Shoes. They are buying uh, clothes. Hmm? Uh, you must want, yeah, 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 you are just provoking me to go somewhere I don't want to go. Because I wanted to finish this week. Listen, I will prove to you I will prove to you how you can buy a house with no student loan with your, your house with them if you if you eat McDonald's every day for five days, five days or any side thing. You know those who you go to work you lunchtime you go and buy McDonald's or KFC. I can prove to you how you can use that money in three years to buy a house. I I can prove to you. We'll calculate it and I'll show you how you how to use that money to buy a house? Three pound fifty times five times four times twelve times three. It's a deposit for a house. You, 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 but you didn't realize it, you, and you're always to, you're, you've been singing, I'm broke. <laughs> Three years on, four years on, you're singing, I'm broke. But you've forgotten that you, the down payment for the house, you have eaten it. It is not, it is not, it is not, it is not, it is not 
money, working for money, it's wisdom. It's just discipline. Discipline and wisdom. See, wisdom gives you discipline. uh, uh, David said that by wisdom, I have become wiser than my teachers. I have become wiser than the ancient with wisdom from his word. Are you learning? Ah. Never work for money. Let money work for you. Your money is either a harvest or a seed. When you eat the money you have, it's your harvest. When you plant it, it's a seed. And the harvest is always bigger than the seed you sow. And see, have you seen a, 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 a farmer, a maize farmer planted before? Put three here, three here, three here, three here. In a long line, three, 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 three. After a few months, they collect over 20 or 30 bags of corn from the three, 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 three. It shows you the power of harvest against the seed. Before you go to buy your new, the next clothes in uh, Debenhams, ask yourself, seed or harvest? When you go home, oh, uh, let me go, let me start. (laughs) When you go home, count how many black trousers you have, how many black skirts you have. Count how many black shoes you have. (laughs) (laughs) Count how many of the same color clothes you have. Same color shoes you have. You see, a black shoe is a black shoe is a black shoe any day. A black trousers is a black trousers is a black a black skirt is a black skirt. If you have thirteen black skirts, we see you as one black skirt. You are the only one who thinks you have thirteen black skirts. But for us, you have a black skirt. <laughs> you have three phones. No, you have a phone. You have 10 dark suits. We know you have a dark suit. We don't know that one cut is like this. One cut is like this. One, we don't see that. We see it's at the dark. David, are you, are you with me? <laughs> the way David is looking at me, he's like... <laughs> Never think I'm too young. Well, by the time you blink, 20 years is gone. By the time you blink, 40 years. And it doesn't, you see, for some of you, this is the richest you'll ever be. Shalene, this is the richest. 
I, I am grafting, I'm grafting, I'm chopping some skin to, to, to insert some, 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 something there. This is the richest you'll be. Why? Because you don't pay rent. You don't pay bills. When you grow, somebody's school fees will be on you. Somebody's shoes will be on you. Somebody's clothes will be on you. My child care for two children was more than my mortgage at the point. It was twice my mortgage. Buy two houses with the children. <laughs> I, I, that's how I see things. You see, if at this point you don't make, you see, money it's like a bed. It has wings. If you don't pin them down, it flies. Hallelujah. See, tithe is wisdom from God. It teaches you how to be disciplined. It teaches you how to budget. It teaches you how to invest. Are you with me? If I were you, I'm going to give you a tax homework. Are you going to do it? If I were you, every month, the 10% tight you pay, put 10% investment tight. But if you can live on 90%, surely you can live on 80%. See, tithe shows you that you can live below what you are earning. So somebody who doesn't pay tithe doesn't know how to live below what they are. So they always live above what they earn. You think you are being smart. You are smarting God. You are not. teaches you how to be disciplined. Take your tithe out before you do anything. So I'm paid on the 15th. Midnight of the 14th, I take my tithe out. The same midnight, I take my tithe of investment out. Into my investment account. Because I work for Chris Andor and associate company. If I'm paid a thousand pounds, the thousand pounds is the whole revenue of the company. It is not for the manager alone. No, I don't know whether you understand. You have to pay your liabilities. You have to pay your your staff. Then you have to pay um, you have to buy your raw materials from them. Before you have, you have to pay you. And you have to have a profit margin. That's how you must see it. 
So thousand pounds is not thousand pounds for the manager or the CEO alone. Are you with me? For some of us, what we have to learn how to do is not to invest now because we are so much in debt. You cannot move from minus to plus. You have to move and come to zero before what I'm saying will make sense going forward. So I have to teach you. I'll have to teach you how to pay your debts. And it's very simple. If you want to learn how to pay your debts, number one, never run away from any debt. Number two, own up to your responsibilities. Number three, contact, contact everybody you owe. Number four, learn how to negotiate. Uh, that is not my message. You are spoiling my message. <laughs> Are you learning? And then re-engineer your spending habits. Because whatever is causing you to always be in debt, if you don't check it, you always be in debt. It is clear you are living above your means. Some of you live in a place you are not qualified to live there yet. So move. Go down. You, you'll be back to that house again. You'll be back to that place again. But go down. You know, what's the point in living in a three-bedroom house as a single person when you can't afford it. (laughs) Rent the other two. You'll be back in your space again. But that time is not yet coming. Are are you with me? Change where you shop. See, if I shop in a cheap place and you shop in an expensive place, when they see us together, it's my personality versus your personality. It's not where we shop. Learn how to carry yourself in a cheap clothes very well. Let them see your personality, not the clothes you are wearing. Some people they wear, then they leave the label here. Look at somebody. If it hasn't got a name, they won't buy it. Because you don't have a name. So everything you are wearing must have a name. What is your name? What image do you have? Do you have a brand? Do you have an image? Create your image. Create your image. I'm always in white t-shirt. And jeans. That's your image. We respect you for that. That's your brand. See, we respect you for that. Create and let it live, always live within your means. Have you not realized that it doesn't matter how much you earn? Let's say you earn 100 pounds a month. There is somebody who earns the same amount of you, uh, of money like you, who has five or six children and a wife. And all the children are okay. He is okay. The wife is okay. And he's the only one who works. And you are complaining that 100 pounds is not enough. How 
How many understand what I just said? When you go to work, check your, the people you work with. You see that they earn the same amount of money as you, but they have more responsibilities than you. And they're happy. And you are complaining. It's because your habit, your spending habit is too high. Always buy. This day and age of uh, internet. Online dress, then you buy. Online this, then you buy. Online this, then you buy. Hey, buy. Buy, 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 buy. It come, then you see, as you are buying, you are chucking it away. Buy, then you chuck away. Buy, then you chuck away. It's your house that you are throwing away. Akwesi, am I helping you? The way he's looking at me, I have a feeling. <laughs> Second Corinthians eight, seven and <laughs> 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 yes, you can. Get a microphone and ask a question. It doesn't matter. Get a microphone. Anybody else want to ask? You spot my message. You might as well. You might as well forget it. <laughs> so it's a simple question. You've given us um, what we have to do and all that, but sometimes it's. I found out that it can be a bit of addiction as well, where, like, when I take my phone, I go straight to your online. I'm oh, looking for stuff. It's kind of a bit of addiction. So, what do we do about it? So if you, any any time you have, any time you have an addiction, what you need to do is to get somebody who will be your, um, what's the word? Like resp- responsibility will have your. I'm looking for the word. There's a word for it. Accountable. Somebody who's accountable. You're accountable to, to them. Are you with me? They, they, they won't judge you, but then it's okay. This person is accountable to me. Then it's okay. Bring your card. Let's set up an account. These days, you can have so many. These days, you can have, you can have a credit card. You can have a credit card that is zero amount, zero uh, percent yeah. interest you feed money in so how much are your outgoings we calculate your outgoings let's say for instance your outgoings in a month all all come to 500 pounds so every month we put 500 pounds in and that's all you have to spend then your the rest of your income is kept in your account that you don't have access to are you with me so that once the 500 is finished, that's it. You're done. You're broke. When you're paid, goes into the money, you get 500. Take out your bills, everything. The rest is for your upkeep. When it's done, it's done.
Because you, 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 must, you must see the, the, the thing that you are buying as the thing that's preventing you from moving to your own house. So it's not a friend. It's an enemy. That extra bag is an enemy. That shoe is an enemy. <laughs> ah, she's saying her amen. Why are you taking it? <laughs> eh? Somebody say her amen. You are trying to fight. <laughs> Since you have spot my, my service, any question you can ask. Anybody want to ask a question? Yeah. Sorry, I have a contribution. What, confirming what you said a while ago about how to build. I used to live in a very good place. Then I told myself I needed to build. So... Let me move to a ghetto. The, the target I gave myself was until I finish building, I'm not going to marry. Because it's now that I can save. That was the target I set. And the other day I said, what the mind conceives, it achieves. So I lived with a friend. His father came to visit us and said, you, I will let you build. And I said, I don't have money. He says, Wisdom. So he did the calculation. He said, with approximately $500, you can get 1,000 blocks every month. So why don't you think of that? So I said, okay. He convinced me so well that I gave him the money. In four days, he said, come and look at your blocks. 1,000 blocks, they are there. I said, okay. Then he came. Would you want to do another 1,000 this month? I said, yes. He said, let's go and see. By the time I realized I had 4,000 blocks, I didn't have a land. He said, okay, let's go and look for a land. I said, I don't have money. He said, wisdom. So we went to see a chief. We negotiated. I didn't have that money. Then the chief said, I will take this much. He said, we'll give you one-fourth of the money. <laughs> when you are done with all the documents and everything, we add the rest. He said, okay. So when, after some months, the chief presented the documents to me. I had the difference to pay. Now I have my land. I have 4,000 blocks. I said, how am I going to build? He said, wisdom. So I think you can buy 10 cements, right? Let's start. By the time I realized, and in the office, they were giving out loans for us to buy cars. <laughs> I just took the S, bought cars. I took mine too. <laughs> yeah. By the time I realized, I had finished my house. That's it. And I don't know how I got a car to drive, but I was driving. That's right. And those who got cars... Are still driving. They are still driving. No they are how. still renting. And one thing the man told me, if you're able to build one, you, you build, build two. two. And it happened. You see, it, it sounds, it, you see, what you are, you are thinking, what, as I'm talking about house, you are thinking about five bedrooms, six bedrooms, seven bedrooms. No, 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 don't think that way. If you can afford two bedrooms, you start with it. You can afford one bedroom, you start with it. Are you with me? Once you, it, it's like, it's like give child bed. 
The first one is the most painful. After that, the other children are easy. They come like, if you like, ask some people in, some people in this place. They'll tell you. The first one is the difficult one. After that, it just comes. If you build the first house, you buy the first house, the other ones are easier. Because you, you, already, in the, you already have the discipline. I don't want any family quarrels, please. Any questions? You have spoiled my message. You might as well. Any questions? Okay, stand up. Let's go. Yeah, go on. I'm going to buy land and you can buy a house. It's even easier. All you need is and you see, let me tell you, never ever think that I am a student. I don't come from here, so I can't buy a house here. Never think that way. You can buy a house here when whilst you don't have any paper. You know, give me an approximate uh, amount of money for deposit, quickly. 6000 6000 or less, you get a deposit for a house worth 80000 I can guarantee you this year, low 6000 has passed through your hands. If you like, bring your bank statement. I'll sit with you. I don't care whether you work, how much you are earning. I can guarantee you if I sit with you, 6000 has gone past your hand this whole year. If 6000 has gone past your hand, stand to your feet. <laughs> so all of you should have been owning... As <laughs> Why are you still sitting? <laughs> so, so you see, you see, this is the deposit. This is the deposit for your house. I didn't say the amount. Enoch said it. 6,000. Okay. I'm going to forgive you this year. But next year, you don't have an excuse. So a year today, put it in your, in your Bible, put it somewhere. A year today, your deposit will be ready for your house. Amen? David, do we have a deal? A year today. You're going to be here for how many years? You're going to be here for five years. You should own a house here for five years. Stay in one, rent it to two other students who are your friends. By the time you are ready to go back to Bristol, the house is here. You have paid five years already. And then the house stays and it starts making money for you. Amen. I think one. I think. Oh, sit down. I think one thing that motivates. I learned from Reverend. You see, Reverend is very good at preaching this because he has lived it. You know, because I used to be very skeptical in a lot of things, and I'm very logical in 
everything. But once I got married, I also got spoiled. You know, like we were saying, for us, the first attempt at buying a house, our deposit was $50. We went to Manette and gave it to them. And my cousin was the manager there. He laughed at us, but he gave us receipt nevertheless. So it lets me know that nobody is exempted from buying. But then one of the things that is good is that if you really want to take this thing seriously, if I were you from today, when you get home, start looking at houses so that, one, you have an idea of how much houses cost. You have an idea of what the market looks like. You have an idea of what range. Do you understand? Whether you are buying to move in, you are buying to rent out, you have a sense. And then you keep looking. Because the more you look at it, the more it comes alive to you. And then the more it will eat you up. And then the more you will want to do it. And then you have a motivation that if I get my 5,000 level or my 6,000 or my 10,000, I can get a three-bedroom in this area. I can get a two-bedroom in this area. You must become a master at it. And then you have to call some of these SAGs and go and visit and view and ask questions, you know, and negotiate and see that, oh, so when I see a building that's going for 80, actually, when I end up negotiating, I'll get it for 75. The more you get yourself entangled in that world, the more likely you are to save towards it. And you see, Georgina, help me. Do you know why you can shop online? Because you browse a lot. You look at things, innit? Things. And you don't buy any. Then you look. Then you buy. But it's because in that world or in that sphere, they're not bad. A master. You know which websites have what. In fact, when we moved to Leeds, I had a friend. She tried it for a few weeks and realized that I was totally uninterested. Hey, she called me. Um, Tesco have special sale on canned tomatoes. Chopped tomatoes. Um, Max and Spencer are doing special deal on then she see my blank total disinterest then she call and say oh we are going to Bradford to buy a box of I then after a while she stopped calling me then about a year later I said hey but now you don't call me to let me know where the deals are she said when have I given you a deal that you've chased <laughs> because I'm not interested in it but the reason why she knows that the milk a uh, uh, discount has moved from Tesco to Asda. And when Morrison are the ones doing it, it's because she follows it. So if you want to become an investor, you follow it. Do you understand? I mean, everyone was talking about properties. If you want to invest in like shares and things, you follow it. Do you understand? Then at a point, you have an intuition and a sense. You know, I used to work in a place in Birmingham and I encouraged the people to buy shares. Then there was a time I encouraged them. I said, sell their shares. They said, why? I said, don't be asking me questions. You know, obey. <laughs> because once you get into it, you have a sense and understanding. So if you want to do building, it's not like you're just sitting there. The one day you say, oh, here's my 5,000. No. It must be something that you are into or you get yourself into. Then you have an understanding of it. You see, if somebody calls me now and asks me, oh, is this a decent area to buy? How much? I can tell you easily. But if you ask me where... You can get discount. Or, I don't know. But somebody too can give you good discount locations. If you want to buy a box of this at discount price, go to Costco. One is not necessarily bad. But now if you want to spend your money well, the things that interest you must change. Because all of us are wealthy. And Reverend told us a few weeks ago that 
God had told him that millionaires are going to rise up from the church. You're not going to come by lottery numbers. Oh, yeah. And it's not when you get a good job, because when you get a good job, all it is is that your debts will get bigger. Yeah, people earn 10,000 pounds a month. They spend 5,000 on one handbag. They're in debt. Somebody earns 1,500. They spend only 500 pounds. They save 1,000. Somebody earns 10,000. They can't save 200. By the end of the month, they have used their credit card to top up. So it's not like when I finish, when I get my first good job, then it's not true. You just become more flamboyant. 